Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I'm super excited because I'm doing podcast swapsies with my friend Peter Breeze. Hi, Peter. Hey. Hello, Hannah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am so excited to be talking to somebody who's from the same place as the Spice Girls. Yes. I, yeah. I wanted to be Jerry. Wanted to be Jerry <gasps> desperately. Dyed my I wanted hair to be like Jerry. Jerry. Jerry is amazing. The same. Kindred spirits. I always think that Jerry is like the first drag queen that I ever saw because looking back, the big hair, the big boobs, the big yeah. boots, it's very, very much aligned with drag queens. Love Ginger Spice. Yeah, me too. Absolute hero. She's amazing. Uh, so there we go. <laughs> Starting in the way that we mean to carry on. So Peter, I'd love you to start by just telling us a little bit about your podcast. And- yeah. Yeah, what it's for, what it's about. So I'm Peter Breeze and I have a podcast called Superficial Spirit. Um, It was very much a product of the lockdowns. Um, I've always been creative and 
My boyfriend and I have argued about this many times. I'm obsessed with pop culture, Real Housewives, Paris Hilton, Free Britney. Like I, I very much was a young queer kid inspired by Hollywood. And I know that my relationship with having big dreams in wanting to be a star in looking to famous blonde women for inspiration, it opened me up. It, it yeah. made me have a sense that there was a bigger world out there and I could move into something big and beautiful and amazing. I could transform my life. And I consider that spiritual. And it's taken me a lot of years to be able to articulate that because I always felt like my dreams were something special. And it I could tell it set me apart and not everybody had big dreams and blah, blah, blah. But one day I was walking with my boyfriend. And we were, I think we were arguing about the Kardashians or something, <laughs> or maybe it was Paris Hilton. I don't know. But he was like, you can't like, it doesn't mean anything. Like pop culture doesn't mean anything. I'm like, yes, it does. Like, it, it's not, it's not the people. It's not the celebrities themselves. It's the effect that they have on people. It's the way that they inspire people to change their lives. And even if it's someone superficial, like Paris Hilton, who I personally love, um, that doesn't mean that she can't be a symbol for something big and bright for how you want to live your life. And that question, can pop culture be spiritual is, where I started the podcast. And in the podcast, I explore my own dreams. I share stories about how pop culture inspired me. I interview famous people that I know, Canadian celebrities, famous drag queens, real housewives, and also people like you, um, mediums who have undeniable spiritual experiences, but also how does that fit into the superficial? Like, what if you wanna be rich and famous? Does that mean you're not spiritual? Does that mean you can't be a medium at the same time? I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with those two world's meeting and that's that's what I explore in the podcast and of course that is something that does cause a, a crisis within mediums I think I, yes you you don't well most of us don't start thinking I'm going to follow this path because it's going to make me rich and famous we start this path because there's something in us that needs to be fixed or healed or something mm -hmm. like that and then we follow it and then we want to help other people have the same experiences we've had etc etc and, and it elevates but of course you have to have a bit of ego in there you have to want things to happen you can't exactly. just sit there, order a spiritual pizza and expect it to arrive on your doorstep you have to actually do some stuff so talk to us about what you have been taught by real housewives kardashians selling sunset yeah. do you watch selling sunset I've watched a few, but I am so like, if you watch as much Housewives as I do, every city, every episode, there isn't a lot of room for new shows. So I'm trying to, because I feel like Selling Sunset is the new thing, but I haven't gone into it yet. But what I've learned from it, I mean, I have to really start from the basics. Growing up queer, I was from a conservative city in Canada. I didn't see anybody around me who, who was like me. And so when I would turn on Much Music, which was like MTV for Canada, um, I would see people like Britney Spears or the Spice Girls, and they were so big and beautiful and bright. And everybody around them was obsessed with them. People were screaming their names. They were on the cover of every newspaper. So while I was growing up with some childhood trauma and being gay, I looked at celebrities as like the promised land. Like if I could become famous, people would like me, my problems would go away, I would be drenched in light and everything would be fine. So 
it was a way for me to get out of my pain and focus on a brighter future. Mm -hmm. And that just stayed with me my whole life. So in my teens and in my 20s, when I was watching Paris Hilton, when The Real Housewives came out, it wasn't so much conscious that consciously that I was like, I need to follow the tabloids so that I feel inspired. It was Hollywood and celebrities and fame were a symbol and a metaphor for me for a future that was better than what I was living. So it was hope. It gave me faith. It gave me a, a, a guiding post. So now when I watch The Real Housewives, like, am I watching them to feel spiritual? No, but the reality TV connects connects to my spirit in a way that makes me feel better, that makes me feel excited. It's superficial. It doesn't make sense to a lot of people, a lot of people, but I know that that's my truth. Hollywood and celebrities and fame have been my refuge and have been my guiding light. And I think a lot of, especially gay men can relate to like having that obsession with a a pop culture icon like Madonna share. I mean, it's a very common narrative Mm -hmm. we've heard, but I'm sure other queer people as well. And I think anybody who doesn't feel like they belong, we turn to pop culture to find ourselves and it ends up being so much bigger than the celebrities. It's what they represent to the people that love them. Absolutely. I love that. And even straight middle-aged white women like me, (laughs) (laughs) can, uh, you know, we still, I I love it. I love all, I love trashy TV. I also love it because, you know, it's, there is a something aspirational about it. You don't have to necessarily want to be buying really expensive handbags, although that would be nice, but there, there is a lifestyle. And let's be honest, their lives are filled with a lot of stuff they want to do and not a lot yeah. of stuff that they don't. Uh, so we've all seen whichever, I'm not good with the Kardashians, whichever one can't cut a cucumber. We've all seen her oh. struggling through that. Uh, Kendall, because, yeah. Yeah, because you know they haven't lived but there is something intoxicating about that. Would I love to have never had to cut up a cucumber? Probably not that far, but a little bit. Yeah. Someone else cooking my dinner? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, well, and I think it's like not judging the things that we encounter that make us feel good. Because if something makes you feel good, it gives you a sense of relief from the day-to-day stresses of just being a human in this crazy planet, then why can't that be something that opens you up to something more profound? Like, is watching that scene with a cucumber spiritual in and of itself? Probably not. But if it makes you laugh, if it brings you to the present moment, hello! Exactly. Thank you, Kendall Jenner. (laughs) And that is something I find really fascinating to talk about actually because so many of us hold ourselves back when we're on the spiritual journey people I meet all the time because they think their happiness has to be spiritual Mm. so for example you know I'm quite proud of the fact that I have binge watched all of Selling Sunset Uh, oh my god oh my god the last episode and so (laughs) um and it took me out of my life for a bit which is is always good to have a break you know Abraham Hicks would talk about all that momentum building and that sometimes you just need to put it down so that you can clear the slate and start again with the energy Mm -hmm. you want what's better than that than tv that just washes over you and doesn't require anything from you Exactly, exactly. And it's relief from the pressure, especially people who are extremely focused on trying to be spiritual. And maybe they're learning to be a medium, maybe they're learning tarot, maybe they're learning meditation. I mean, who knows? But it's this illusion that spiritual equals um, like pure or clean or, or like, you know, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't have sex, you don't watch binge, you don't watch trashy TV, you don't eat junk food. 
like that's not realistic you know sounds boring to me sounds, sounds like boring. a waste exactly it sounds like a waste of an experience <laughs> that's my excuse and I'm sticking to it so it. yeah so right now in your intro for superficial spirit you mm. talk about finding God at the disco yeah like so talk to us tell oh, us my your gosh. journey tell us what happened so I would definitely describe my spiritual life as you know, my dad, my dad died when I was very young. And I think that gave me a sense of at least there was something inside me that started questioning what happens when you die. I was nine and I, I was trying to make sense of it. So because that happened so young, I was open and curious about that side of life. And because I had very big dreams and I wanted to be famous, I always felt pulled to the future, to some great, big, mysterious future. I felt like I was destined for greatness. And I felt like pulled like a magnet to some unknown future. And I interpreted that as a calling. I interpreted that as a relationship to God. I interpreted that as spirit guides. I mean, whatever you want to call it, I felt connected from a very, very young age. And when I was growing up and when I, you know, pop culture being an obsession took me to nightlife because I was like, you know, if I can't be born an heiress, and born rich and famous, then I can at least go to the club and pretend that I am. And so when I went to clubs for the first time and I realized, oh my God, I can dress up. I can be whoever the F I want. I can be outrageous. I can push boundaries. I can explore extreme behavior. It gave me this sense of um, expansiveness. Like I was able to create any reality I wanted and there is no better environment and community to explore self-expression than nightlife. So again, when I was in the clubs and when I was a club kid and I was performing, I wasn't seeking out a spiritual experience. I was just trying to find an outlet that would let me express myself in the most authentic way possible. And nightlife just ended up being the best conduit for me at the time. It was free. I found people like me. Everybody accepted me. It was crazy. It was wild. It was in the moment. It was music. It was lights. And it really brought out this pure, authentic, crazy, wild side of me that I had never known before. And it felt like the most authentic um, manifestation of who I was at the time. And now, I mean, I, I wish I still went out every night. I don't anymore. It's a very tiring lifestyle. But <laughs> I realized now in, in, in retrospect that it was a, it was me, um, you know, self-actualizing myself and all of these moments of feeling so completely aligned and in the moment. And like I was expressing myself so authentically was a spiritual experience. And it was me following my intuition. Like, I don't know why I want to go out every night and dance. I just do. So I'm going to, and I'm not going to apologize for that. And it opened me up. I met my best friends. A lot of my dreams came true. I started making music and performing and, you know, I really got to live that superstar experience. And it was proof to me that you do manifest your reality and perception does matter. And if you stop judging your impulses, and if you just go where you actually want to go, amazing things can happen. And if I never stepped foot in the club, my life would be very different. And nightlife was magical for me. It completely transformed my life and it informs everything that I do now. I love that. I love that. And you see, and this is really interesting because we've just recorded your your podcast with me. Yes. And we were talking about how, you know, how do you know when it's spirit working th through you and if you're not spiritual? And that's exactly that. It's exactly what you mm -hmm. went to. It's following things that light you up. 
it's yes. doing things because you want to not because you should um mm -hmm. unfortunately there are should things that you have to do but it it yeah. there is finding that balance in there and expressing yourself and i think people are trapped in ideas of what mm -hmm. they should be doing yeah and so you breaking those down and having that experience is just amazing so how did that come to an end how do you because you say you're not doing it anymore there's a few things yeah i mean it like you 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 just said there are some things that you have to do and like when you're ex when you're young i was in my 20s i'm in my 30s now when you are young and experimenting i think there's a little bit more room for experimenting with like drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and you're you're saying how how hard can i party how often going out is too much and i i a few things um happened that led me to sort of winding down that time in my life one i met evan who's my partner now we've been together for 10 years so my priority changed mm -hmm. i fell in love i stopped needing the validation that i got from nightlife i started getting tired i didn't want to go out every night um and my lifestyle just changed so part of it was just me growing up but also letting my letting what inspired me transform because let me tell you it was not easy to stop going out because i lost my identity completely and this is why i'm so passionate about talking about these seemingly superficial things being so profound there are no words that can are like um properly articulate how much i wanted to be famous and how important nightlife was and when i realized i needed to start changing my lifestyle it was it felt impossible to unwind, unravel my dreams from who I thought I was, from who life was actually setting me up to be. And I'm not destined to be a crazy club kid forever. I was just meant to do that for a short period of time. And when I, when I felt the lifestyle and my path moving in a different direction, it was hard. It was uncomfortable. I was depressed. I felt like I didn't know who I was. Who am I going to be if I'm not big and fabulous out every night? But because I trusted, I surrendered. And not in an instant, it was a slow surrender. My life has become something I could have never possibly imagined. So many amazing things have happened, but um, you have to, just like you need to follow the impulses, you also have to let the tides change. You need to be able to switch lanes when it's time. Don't hold on so hard to what you think you need because if it's not meant to be and you keep pushing, it's just gonna be friction, anxiety, stress, surrender, and let the river take you where you need to go. The Disco River, honey. Oh, my God. So this is so funny because this morning I recorded a podcast that I've already released and you won't have heard it yet because you're behind me, um, no. where I had a bit of a crappy time last night at a demonstration. It was really difficult for me. And I've realised that I, I thought that my path was... It's just so funny that you have just said this to me. This is why I want to tell you. I thought my path was, like, next year I'll be doing a UK tour, and I'd be doing lots of different venues with big audiences. And I've actually had to just watch that whole idea go up in flames in the last 24 hours. Um, and so I'm, you know, but I've done it before. I know how it works. So this is not my first rodeo, but exactly what you're saying about you have these ideas and they become so fixed in your mind about what you think you're going to be doing and where you think that, and it's hard because it is your identity. You've been pushing yeah. for it. And yeah. Yeah. It's hard, especially when you believe in manifesting and you believe that you can create any reality. When your life starts to go in a direction you weren't expecting, it can feel like this is bullshit. Then why is God forsaking me? If I'm doing all the right things, I'm meditating, I'm manifesting, I'm healthy, I'm, I'm 
X, Y, and Z. Why am I not getting exactly what I want? And this is when people say, you know, fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna, I don't believe it anymore. It's not real. I didn't get what I wanted, but surrender is a huge, huge, powerful tool that can actually take you where you're supposed to go. And it sounds so cliche, even as I'm saying this, you have to surrender to the moment, but honestly, you have no idea what could be waiting for you. You have no idea. I never thought I would like a quiet life sitting. Like I don't do anything. I quiet Evan and I stay at home, but I'm filled with so much joy and so much light because I am where I'm supposed to be. And I'm just letting it flow. I'm just letting it happen. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, you collaborate on your podcast with Jessica. Jessica. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, yep. Yeah, I called her Jane on one of my podcasts. I'm very I, know. I know, I heard. I texted her. I was like, oh my God, there, she's talking about us on this podcast, but she calls you Jane. And she's like, she sent me the uh, an emoji face. Yeah. rude I know and my sister's called Jessica you think that would stick it I didn't even in my head I said Jessica when I listened to it back I went oh weird so apologies Jessica um now she'll be I happy love, to hear this yeah I love this because she is a non-believer now I shouldn't love that mm-hmm. obviously I, I I you know I I would like for her to believe again but it's such a fascinating mix between the two of you because there is yeah So talk to us a bit about that. How did you find each other? And I did an episode. There's a really popular podcast here called Conspirituality Podcast. I don't know if you have it. Okay. So uh, basically the whole premise of that podcast is debunking um, new age, everything. Um, Especially got really big with COVID and all of the anti-vax conversations that were happening. So I had the host of that podcast on my show, Jessica listened to it and she reached out to me and um, it, the conversation just really resonated with her and we we basically became friends on Instagram and I found her opinions very fascinating she's very passionate she's had a lot of traumatic experiences from this community and I found that it was a nice balance to my perspective because look I believe I I trust people I'm an eternal optimist I you know I feel excited about these types of things But a lot of the feedback I would get on my podcast was, you know, you need to, you know, how do you know that they're real? And 
you need if if it you need to test like find out where they get their information from and it was it was a surprise to me i'm like why can't we just enjoy the conversations people mm -hmm. so i felt like part of it was my responsibility let's bring a different perspective on so that when i'm interviewing people or when i'm exploring these topics we have two sides somebody who is like super critical and somebody who's curious and excited and it seems to resonate with two groups of people and you know the whole point of the podcast is superficial spirit it's combining two worlds that don't traditionally fit together. So I just felt Jessica had a great perspective. She's so funny. And she is like, I, I'm like you, Hannah, I want her to believe. And I think part of me is like, is taking her down that road and, and hoping that she doesn't lose all of the magic. Mm -hmm. um, because when you've been burned, it's really easy to turn your back. And um, my hope is that when people have negative experiences with spirituality or new age communities, um, they heal from them, but then hopefully can go back to what inspired them in the first place. And you and I talked about this on in our interview with critical mm -hmm. thinking caps on. Well, Enjoy exactly. it, you know. That's why I like it so much. I mean, um, that's why I like her as well so much, because it's such a lovely mix between the two of you. But she is very direct. I like direct people. She does call out crap. I like people that call out crap. Um, and it's, it's a really fascinating mix because she's still respectful. She's not totally. rude about people. And we can have differing opinions. I mean, mm -hmm. we can have differing experiences. And I think this is something that everybody needs to understand is there isn't right or wrong. There is different experiences, different opinions, different moments and how that impacts you. Um, and it would be lovely if we could all tick boxes and say officially stamped, this is the right way. But exactly. That's not how it works. No. So I really appreciate that mix. I really appreciate her healthy cynicism. That's what I'm going <laughs> to say. So it's and it's fascinating. And you have the balance, too, because you're no, you're no resting on your laurels, never questioning anything. You take your time. I'm I'm trying to, yeah, make sure that I, I ask the right questions and, um, you know, dive a little deeper and not take everything for face value, because I think the reason why people are so fired up and have such strong opinions about mediums, for example, are because we're dealing with vulnerable people. People are coming to you desperate. Mm -hmm. They want to connect. They need answers. It's not like they're going to the coffee and uh, Starbucks and ordering a coffee. If somebody is going to a medium, chances are they've been through something very traumatic. Um, they haven't found healing in traditional areas and they're looking for something outside of the norm. And that sparks and inspires very strong reactions from people, good and bad. Either they've had amazing experiences and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And you know, like the Hollywood mediums that make it look like you can just go and talk to anybody at any given time. But then other people who've been really burned and you know, once you've been burned in that vulnerable state, it's really hard to build your trust up again. Absolutely. And unfortunately it's like, you can imagine being religious and hearing about um, problematic behavior in a church with a priest or something like that, how that would affect your faith. Mm -hmm. And how do you reconcile that behavior with what you believe? It happens to people in our world all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And as it's, it's sad, but who are we? I mean, again, as soon as I say it's sad, I think, but who am I to say it's sad if it's somebody's journey? That's so mm. disempowering. It's, it's not my opinion. It's not my job to fix it. So uh, I just find that really fascinating. I love the way you two bounce off each other and and pick through it and look at it and it's uh, yeah it's really really fascinating so what is tell us some things that you've learned from your guests that have inspired you and 
The one thing, I mean, there's lots of things that I've learned. One of my big obsessions that I've already mentioned is fame. And through interviewing people who have experienced actual fame, not nightlife fame that I experienced, um, is that fame is not what you think it is. Um, it is really something that happens outside of yourself. And people who are celebrities and people who are famous talk about fame like it's almost like the weather like it's a sunny day, but you can't really change it. It just is what it is. And you're just um, a part of it. That has been a huge, uh, it's, it's, dis, it's taken away the um, fantasy of fame for me because I'm like, oh, it really is just, it's just something that happens to people. And it's not this huge magical thing for the celebrity necessarily. That's one thing that I've started to process, but spiritually um, I've learned that it is, so unique to the person. And one thing that I believed coming into the show that I was hoping to validate was, can anything be spiritual? And can people have spiritual experiences outside of traditional means? And I, I think that that's true. And like talking to my guests, I've uncovered that, you know, people who've been on Drag Race, as an example, if your dreams are coming true, that's a spiritual experience. Mm -hmm. And people might not consider being on a reality show a spiritual experience, but it is. And I've also learned the one thing that surprised me is how many people have been upset and hurt and burned by um, new age communities, not necessarily by mediums, but plant medicine retreats or manifestation workshops. That surprised me. When I started the podcast, I thought it would all be light, happy, joyful, but I got a lot of messages about stories people who have been burned by it and I wasn't expecting to explore that I just I just wasn't and I have and it's been enlightening and it's made me more balanced um, not just a bright-eyed dreamer but also okay who am I talking to what are their intentions what do they want so it's been a nice balance yes anything can be spiritual and that's empowering and that's amazing and I want people to take that away and also wear a critical hat when you're investing money and going for healing experiences Definitely, definitely. And the greatest healer you'll ever meet is yourself. So don't yes. disempower yourself by asking the great to do journey it. inwards, honey. In the great always. journey inwards. Yeah. Yeah. Bit we try and avoid the most, ironically. <laughs> I think. We're all trying hard. Yeah. Out. It's all inside. So you used to read tarot and yes. do readings for people, and you've had some mm -hmm. experiences channeling spirit and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, talk to us about that journey. So right between our interviews, like where I just took a little break to go to the bathroom, uh, I was telling Evan in the kitchen, talking to you makes me crave the readings that I used to do. And the way that it happened in my life was, again, I was a big dreamer. I wanted answers for things that I didn't have the answers for. And spirituality and tarot spoke to me. I had had some great experiences with psychics. So I learned I had some folks who were professionals that taught me and I loved it. I loved reading cards. Um, I learned that it's not necessarily being psychic. It's about um, understanding what the tarot means and then um, being able to articulate your intuition and the things that come up when you're reading the cards. And once I realized that, and I wasn't trying to prove people right or wrong I had a lot of fun because I just oh okay the lover's card um this is what the card means and this is what I feel it means for you in this moment it was great it was so fun I did like a bunch of psychic um uh like fairs and festivals and I really really enjoyed it I had a few moments where 
uh, like I told you in our conversation where I wasn't trying to channel spirit, mm -hmm. but the way that I would describe it is I'm reading cards. I am talking about what I see in the cards. And then suddenly it's like, I'm about to have an anxiety attack. I feel like a whole wave of sensation comes through my body and images, images coming to my, and I'm, I'm telling the person that I'm reading what I'm seeing makes no sense to me, makes perfect sense to them. Once it was somebody's grandma, once it was somebody's um, son that had passed away. And, you know, for the son, for example, I was talking about a dog that was like running around my legs. I'm like, I feel like there's a dog, um, around my legs I'm like oh my god that was that was his dog or that was the family dog I can't really remember and so that also in, enlightened me and gave me insight into what being a medium was mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that some people are chosen to do and some people aren't when I was reading cards I was extremely strict about my energy I mean I meditated a lot I didn't drink I didn't do anything I really wanted to be a clear channel for people and I saw the benefits of that the reason why I stopped was because uh, my boyfriend actually had an autoimmune disease and his health took a very steep decline. And we were relying on completely naturopathic remedies mm -hmm. and it was the wrong decision and he nearly died. So that honestly shattered my faith. I just felt like this is all bullshit. Um, if this is real, why would he die? He obviously is still alive, but it was a very dark, scary time. And I felt like for a period of time, I needed to just put it all on hold. Also, I didn't become a superstar. And I felt like, hello, that was my destiny. Why am I doing all this stuff if I'm not going to become famous? So it's been like a slow buildup for me getting back to the place where I feel comfortable exploring it with a lighthearted intention. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was like pulling the card, am I going to be famous? Pulling the card. When am I going to be famous? Pulling the card. Am I going to get a book deal? Blah, blah, blah. And listen, I was, I was the person who was learning how to be a psychic because I wanted to be on TV. That was me, mm -hmm. you know, 10 years ago. Now I just feel excited again because I do believe in it. And I feel like I pulled out the cards the other day because um, I had a big job interview coming up and I was like, should I, shouldn't I? And the cards reflected what happened, which was a positive outcome. But I like, this is one of the reasons why I felt so compelled to reach out to you. I am called to this work, but there's something about it that's judging. It's, it's like, I know that I can do it. I know that it's fun. I know that it fills me up. But once you start having too many of those conversations of people who are critical, you just start judging yourself. And that's why connecting with people like you, it's like such, ah, it's like a sigh of relief. Like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be called to these things. It is. And it's okay to, to not be called to it, but just want to do it because you love it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a calling of sorts. But I think we often, we wait. We wait for the, the big guns, the, you know, yeah. the undeniable, tangible, this is my path moment. But what if your path is actually realizing that it is your path? just by re realizing it's your path. I know I sound like a fortune Exactly. Cookie. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And doing it for fun. Oh, I, I love that you're thinking of starting that up again. I wouldn't. Oh my God. It's so weird to even hear you say that. I mean, look at, I, somebody, I've, okay. Talk about spirit talking to you. This has been in my mind. My friend reached out to me. He was like, are you still reading tarot? Like I would love a reading. And then you popping up. It's like all of these things are even now talking. I'm getting like all the twinklies in my eye. I'm like, what? <laughs> Something's happening. Um, but I'm just going to roll with it. Like I immediately start trying to figure out, does this mean I have to start posting on Instagram? Does this mean I have to start booking? Like, I just want to one step at a time, whatever happens, happens. 
make some room for it, but you know, keep the enjoyment. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do. That's what has happened to me is I was doing the demonstrations. It was all good. Then I thought, Oh, I wonder if I can do it bigger. I wonder if I can do it further. And now I've got in the way and I've ruined it. (laughs) So I'm going to take it back again. Marvelous. But that is the journey. I think that is the journey. And um, how do, how do you, how do you out of curiosity deal with that? Like you're building momentum, you're building momentum, and then you get a setback. How, how do you reconcile that feeling of like, wait, we were building momentum. Hello. Why, why is this going sideways? I think I was building momentum. There was no, we, I have to accept that it was me getting in the way. Jolly good. I'm really bad at that. I'm a natural workaholic. So I do, I go, Uh, this is my path. This is my path. Work it, work it, work, 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 work. And then I go, oh, bugger, it wasn't, sorry. And then I have to move back. And so that's basically what I've done. Um, And that's fine because that's, I'm a human being. We all do stuff like that. And this is where I think it's really important to have the conversations that you have on your show and and my podcast too, because people need to be empowered. The spirit world do not come with a list of instructions and go, this is what you need to do you choose what you want to do and then you open up and you experience it and it's either right or it's wrong and you either retreat or you move forward from that yeah and it's it's being not not being attached to the outcome is really hard oh my god yeah it's really hard support group (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like it you feel like this is resonating and it feels like this is what I'm meant to do in any area. It doesn't necessarily have to be with um, work or a spirit. And then you, you, you do it, you do it. And it's like, yes, 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 yes. And then it's like, oh shit, no, I was wrong. Or it's not the right time. And to uh, let yourself just pause and it's hard. It's hard. I'm definitely yeah. sulking. I'm not, I'm not bouncing back like, woohoo, great. But you're still doing it. You're still doing your podcast. You're still doing readings. I mean, it hasn't completely. No, whatever. And and I actually feel relieved. So I know that it's right. I know that what I was pushing myself into wasn't in alignment with me because I think, oh God, thank God for that. Yeah. So, you know, but that's the journey. And we don't, even those of us that can communicate with spirit and can read cards, we still get in the way because you totally. can only through your filter, can't you? Yeah. So yeah. it's fascinating. And, you know, so many people do what you were just talking about, which is I want to start reading cards and then, oh, my God, what am I going to do with it? Where's it going to take me? What? And you're right at the top of the mountain and you just need to enjoy and let it come. And I say yeah. that as someone who's completely unable to do that myself. <laughs> Takes one to know one. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well fascinating so just for those of you that are listening peter's podcast is called superficial spirit i've been listening to it i love it um because it's good to be challenged it's good i mean it's good for me to hear people who don't agree with what i do for a living but not in a rude way not that the people that are just semi-death threats (laughs) not those ones but the ones yeah but the ones who who you know because we can have conversations and we should be having conversations and just because I believe it doesn't mean you have to believe it so listen if you are up for seeing things in a different perspective and I think there's something really empowering about listening to to different people's opinions different people's ideas so that you can grow so check out superficial spirit and thank, thank you. you very much Peter Thank you for having me. I'm I'm friends with a famous psychic now. Lucky me. Well, <laughs> sort of. Girl power. Friends. 
your friends it's not the friends bit I'm snorting at it's just it was the famous bit it's uh, yeah infamous perhaps uh, see it always comes back to fame for me hello I can't help it <laughs> oh I'll take it amazing okay love it <laughs> thanks very much thanks Hannah planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.